0: Hi, everybody. This is Indra from Family Karma Cast. I am on my own today as Deanna is in the throes of finals week for her master's program right now. So... Just me today, but I'm really excited to tell you about today's episode. This morning, I interviewed Melanie Chandra, one of the stars of Hot Mess Holiday, which is a new South Asian written and led holiday movie that will be premiering on Comedy Central tomorrow, Saturday, December 11th. Deanna and I had a chance to pre-screen the movie and it's super fun. It brings a great twist to the holiday season because it focuses on Diwali. And so I hope all of you will watch it and enjoy it. It's a really, really fun movie. And I also hope you'll continue on with this interview with Melanie because she's a wonderful person. She tells us all about how This movie came to be, some of the intentional choices that her and Serena, her co-star and co-conspirator, her movie projects that they made for the movie, and also how important it is to support female South Asian American-led movies and media right now, including this movie. So I hope you'll enjoy the interview, and remember to watch Hot Mess Holiday tomorrow, Saturday, December 11th, on Comedy Central. It was so exciting to see this movie. <laughs> I feel like the holiday movie space has been. Deanna and I were just talking about it um, recently. That like it's surprisingly just like very white. There's just like not yeah. a lot of BIPOC representation in general, and then definitely like no Daisy representation. <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, I, I, it's interesting because like we're seeing more South Asian film and TV and media out there, but it seems like, I I mean, I, I think if I were maybe making film or TV, I, my mind wouldn't go first to a holiday movie. And so I'm curious right. about that choice for you and Serena.
1: Sure. So... It actually wasn't our original intention to make a holiday movie Oh, okay <laughs> that's it, that's not the first thing that one thinks of like i'm gonna make a holiday movie this year um <clears throat> so a few years ago we actually sold uh, <clears throat> a half hour pilot script mm-hmm. on pop tv um which was in the you know in the height of uh schitt's creek yes and, um it was uh we were super excited and over the course of the pandemic we were developing it and viacom had a lot of they had like a shift in regime and um strategy and they asked us they said we really love this project um would you guys consider making a holiday movie for us Mm. Uh, and so essentially we kind of adapted our half hour script into a holiday movie uh and they said we want this to go on this year's holiday slate meaning this is the same calendar year. Oh, wow. So we had like 9 months from start oh. to finish. Wow. to write to to outline and write and produce and post and go into post production and you know do all the marketing within 9 months. Oh
0: my so, gosh. Um,
1: but what was great is they asked us which holiday do you want to center it around? Mm. And all of us all of us on the creative team we said of course we want to do Diwali. Um, it's never been done before. Uh, we love, we all love and celebrate Diwali and it's, we're in a position to control that narrative. So if we can do it. Let's, let's bring that to America. It's in our hands.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It seems like this year, I think it's a good year for it because I feel like this year, I, as someone who celebrated Diwali my whole life, I'm like seeing it in spaces and that like I never would have expected, like, you mm-hmm. know, in toy stores and, um, commercials and, um, <laughs> just like on Instagram, like Mindy Kaling having that, like Diwali party with all these like, <laughs> um, Brown women there. And it was just like, it was, I, I don't know. I feel like there is more awareness about the holiday just in general in the American public. Now, do you agree with that?
1: A hundred percent in a way it's becoming a little Westernized. It mm. wasn't you know, we're only celebrating with our family and close friends. Now everyone's making a thing out of it. Mm-hmm. A sense. And uh, Americans want to get in on the action too. Like, oh, I wanted to go to that Diwali party. How come I wasn't invited? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it looks great. And everyone's posting about it on social media. So I think there's a greater mainstream awareness. But I also think that it's an interesting time right now where like people in my generation, we... I grew up in the Midwest with not many other Indian kids around. And so I was always torn between am I fully American or am I fully Indian? This middle ground is really uncomfortable and I don't know who I am but now I think people are starting to embrace that middle ground yeah and you can still be fully American and you don't have to but you don't have to hide your culture or you can still be Indian and you can still want to you know you can still celebrate with with your American friends so I think there is it's this interesting time where this generation where we've always been like I don't know should I Should I own my my unique identity or not? We're all embracing it and we're celebrating it with everyone.
0: Yeah, I'm really glad that you mentioned that because that feeling like really of being in both worlds really stood out to me in this movie, Mm -hmm. actually. Mm -hmm. Like, it seems like you and Serena have because as you said, there's people on all sides of the spectrum here in America who are Mm -hmm. like first generation or whatever, you know. Mm -hmm. Some of them really embrace their desi identity, some of them totally don't, and then some some people are in the middle. And I think we're allowed to change where we want to be on that spectrum too. But sometimes I feel like some guilt for, I think I come from a similar place as you, you know, growing up in Colorado where I was one of the only people of color in my school and just feeling like, okay, right now the thing to do is to try and be white (laughs) but like (laughs) as I've gotten older wanting to embrace more of my like Indian identity and bring that more into like my life and how I'm raising my son and things like that so I -hmm. saw that a lot in the movie between you and Serena and um Was that like intentional, the choices that you guys made to kind of show that? Like, you know how you and Serena have names that are like easier to say than maybe some (laughs) other, like Indra's harder for people to say, stuff like that.
1: Um, Well, we wanted this to be from our unique perspective. We're not trying to make something that's going to cater to every single Indian person out there. We're not trying to make something that's going to spoon feed America in terms of what our culture is. We're just stuck in that middle ground. And I think we were trying to find that balance in terms of, um you know putting references in that were like nods to our culture and also making things still accessible at the same time so you'll watch the movie and it's like not all insider jokes mm-hmm. like it's, it's still, um there's still a lot of broad comedy in there there's still a lot of human, uh, humanity. And I think a lot of things are very universal, but there are things like the, the Desi dance competition scene, right? I don't know if you were in it, but means Serena, we're in that cult in college. And so we knew like, <laughs> we definitely wanted to put that in there. Cause it was just, it's just, just like a fun thing that we all went through. And, you know, when I talked to other South, uh, others of Asian women who have gotten the chance to screen this, they keep mentioning, they're like, Oh my God, I was part of that. Like Indian dance. Yes. Like, oh, we get it. So, um, and then, you know, the Parveen auntie character, yes. that just so auntie, that woman there at the party, who's always going to ask you about how school's going. And are you married? Do you have kids? Um, and again, I think it's, It's really specific to us, but yet it's also not specific to us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. I feel like a lot of different cultures have that sort of parveen auntie (laughs) at all of their family gatherings as well. So, so yeah, we were just, you know, a lot of this is it's specific to us, but I, what we've learned in all the content we've been developing over the years is the more specific it is, mm-hmm. the more relatable it is. And yeah. the more you want to be something that you're not, the more it just, it just misses. Absolutely. It, it
0: yeah. Yeah. I love the part towards the end when, I don't think this is a spoiler, but Parveen Auntie's, um talking to your character and giving her like surprising encouragement about mm-hmm. like who she is and like how to be confident. And then she's walking away and she still throws in like a... Um, she kind of like is critical about like what she's wearing or something like that, which is like such an auntie thing. And that was one thing that I was like that, like every South Asian woman in America or in the world will understand what that is. That was really great. I loved it. Um, so how did, like, I'd love to hear a little bit about like you and Serena's relationship and how you met each other and how you've kind mm-hmm. of, because before this you had an indie movie that came out, was it, last year or a couple of years ago? A few years
1: ago, it was a, it was a short oh, okay. called Serena and Mel. And um, I mean, everything started, well, Serena and I, we met over a decade ago. Okay. We've been, oh, you froze. Oh, can you hear me?
0: Yes, I can hear you. Oh, no, please. I can hear you. Just okay. your videos.
1: <laughs> but as long as you can hear me.
0: I can and, hear you. Yeah, okay. you're good.
1: Okay.
0: Um, so
1: Serena and I have been friends for over 10 years now. We met in Los Angeles we were both living there at the time at a mutual friends comedy show and I remember seeing this girl and I was like oh my god this girl has epic bangs (laughs) I've like never seen an Indian girl with really good bangs before but she pulled it off seamlessly and then we started chatting and I thought she was hilarious like I just totally vibed with her sense of humor and I would laugh after like literally everything she said she was like really infectious um charisma about her Mm -hmm. and uh we became friends really quickly, and I later found out that she really liked me because I laughed after everything she said. <laughs> so I was like, I was like her perfect hype woman. Um, That's so funny. <laughs> um, and then years go by, and I think she moved away to Bombay, and then she came back, and then we started hanging out again. And we were out; we would just like go out. You know, we were in our twenties and getting hit on by dudes, and we started you know, we started telling these funny stories to, to other groups of people, like when we were out in public Mm -hmm. and one person was like, you guys have such amazing banter and chemistry. You should write like some comedy material together. And this was in 2014 and Serena, um, she had already been doing a lot of improv and sketch comedy. Mm-hmm. And I had had a background in sketch comedy too and had just started doing improv training. And so, like, it was kind of in our in our wheelhouse. And so we got together and we just started writing a ton of material together. Um, like, it just came so easily to us. Like, over one week, we wrote, like, 20 pages wow. of, uh, of this one script. And then we started to put out content. And um, we were just playing heightened versions of ourselves. So, like, I... <laughs> very type a and um composed and i'm a planner and then she's just <laughs> like super free-spirited and like apartments and you know just really outspoken and so people like started to pick up on that and mm-hmm. uh, we connected with this writer samir gardesi who, who penned this holiday movie actually and he, the three of us came together like, Hey, let's create something that's bigger than just these like little web things that we were doing.
0: Mm.
1: So he wrote a, um, a pilot script for a web series. Again, this is 2014. Like not, there weren't brown people really doing anything. And like, uh, what people were kind of getting into the web series space. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that critical time. Like, yeah, girl had was a huge success. Everyone was trying to do that. So we're like, okay, let's make a, a web series. So he wrote this 15 minute, um, pilot And we started pitching it around and no one was biting at the time. Uh, This was before me too. This is before diversity inclusion was in and people Mm. were like, Oh, you know, it's like, cool. A show about two Brown girls. We've never (laughs) seen that before. It's a little risky. We're not going to take it on. And then we kind of like put it to the side and then we kind of soft pitch it through soft pitched it throughout the years. And then I found myself uh, five months pregnant first kid. And I was like, I really want to make this. Like, I think this is just a really cool project. It hasn't been seen before. And we, uh, we had like a production company that was like kind of, uh, leading us on They're like, mm. yeah, we'll make it for you and blah, blah, blah. And like months go by. And I'm like, I didn't sign a deal memo as a producer. I I was learning all these things on the fly. So it fell through once I actually told them like, Hey, I'm pregnant and I want to shoot this soon, I thought you guys were through. As soon as I, I said, By the way, I'm pregnant, they're like, Oh, we didn't know that. Like you should have told us that ahead of time. Uh, oh, we can't God. do it anymore. Ugh. And so at that point, um, I had just come off a of series code Black and so I had saved up a lot of my, you know, income. I was like, you know what? Yeah. I called Serena. I called Samara. I'm like, let's just make this, like (laughs) let's just make it. Let's show Hollywood. Like what this can look like if it was really well produced, but we changed the script around. We updated it from 2014 to 2018. So we changed Mm -hmm. the narrative a bit. It was still the characters. Um, but now set in New York city and we produced it. We put some social media out there. It went viral. Uh, we use that to pitch to studios. We got a studio on board and then Cal Penn saw it and he came on board. Yeah. And then we all went out and we pitched to different networks as, um, um, as a half hour TV series project. And, uh, yeah. And now here we are. So that was very long winded, but it's, uh, there were like, there were tons of steps along the way. So people right now, they see like, Oh, holiday movie, mm-hmm. but it's definitely gone through different iterations. Um, and there's definitely been at least like, 20, 30, I can't even count like the number of rejections or like yeses Mm. and then things being taken away from us. So when, uh, comedy central, which is also owned by Viacom, um, in a pop TV, it's like all one family. They're like, well, let's make a holiday movie. And it's definitely going to go on air. Like it's going to see the light of day. We're like, this is great. Awesome. Make Something that we like love and infuse our own creative, uh, you know, our creative spirit in it. And, uh, it'll be like the first holiday movie starring two brown women. So like, yes. this is- <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's so great. I mm-hmm. like it's So, I think it's really inspiring to hear stories of like where, yeah, sometimes you do fail, but like you keep persevering and then eventually something kind of comes through that works and mm-hmm. sort of going back a little bit further. I was reading your bio on IMDb and, um, So you have a mechanical engineering degree from Stanford, (laughs) (laughs) which is like, okay, every brown parent's dream. Uh, I'm sure your parents were thrilled. And then, um, but obviously you've made a pivot into acting, which is just, it's not, you know, as some, like I am in the music industry and that has been really hard for my parents to accept as something that I'm Mm -hmm. doing and they're okay with it now, but Mm -hmm. um, what was that like for you? And like, what is some inspiration that you can give to maybe some other South Asian American women or men um, who are navigating creative spaces, but kind of fighting against, and I'm not saying your parents were fighting against this, but you know, in case they're coming up against things like that in their own lives.
1: Oh, sure. So my, my parents are very conservative, but they're not Traditional in the sense that they're tiger parents because mm. I know a lot of India people always that you know ask me like oh did your parents not approve or did they force you to do it no they just softly encouraged me to do engineering and and um, um, or medicine or a lot because that's what they knew was going to equal success for their. <clears throat> for their daughter in America. Mm-hmm. That's what they thought, right? That's what like their, it's like in, you know, our, our Indian families in India, that's the DNA. It's like, you are mm-hmm. either one of these things and if you, <laughs> are, then you are a success. And we could talk about you to other family members and brag about you. Mm-hmm. Um, my parents, but my parents are coming from very um, modest. Being. Uh, my mom is uh, modest means. My mom grew up in a farming village and came here to work as a nurse. She worked like the night shift for 30 years. Mm -hmm. And then my dad came here as a med tech and just like worked his way up and had to take like two jobs on at once just to like make ends meet. And so they actually worked in the hospital system. And they they actually told me like, we would be proud of you if you became an engineer, but also the lifestyle is very stressful and we don't want you to do that. But yeah, I, but they did encourage me to do um, engineering because I was really good at it. Mm-hmm. Like, I love math and science. And then also I had this, like, Uncle Raju in India who went to, like, IIT. And then into <laughs> to the U.S. And was at the, like, top electrical engineering program and his program at, like, Purdue. And, like, you know, just, like, it was always in my ear, like, oh, everyone in my family is also becoming an engineer, so you should do that. But... um I always had this creative side of me and my parents never really discouraged it, they just never encouraged it because mm. they didn't know. They didn't know what it meant to be like a full-time actor or painter or dancer. Like people just we immigrants don't think that way. Mm. Like you don't think of that as something that's going to earn your family an income and um and you're going to be able to support your family doing a living like that. It's just like such an unknown. So I had always wanted to be an actress. I just never told them that because I just mm. didn't think it was a like, topic of conversation. What are they going to do? Like they didn't know about theater. Like we never went to see theater when we were a kid. Um, all our friends, all my like, you know, aunts and uncles growing up were either like nurses or technicians or like, you know, some engineers. Right. So I wasn't exposed to it. So anyway, fast forward. And after graduation, um, I got my degree in engineering. So I, like, I like, you know, I did the thing. I moved to New York. I was working at McKinsey and company, like a great management consulting firm. And then I started dabbling in acting by taking classes. Uh, I literally searched for like acting classes on Craigslist because I'd always been just really curious and I enrolled mm-hmm. in like a really bad class and they told me <laughs> I was bad. And then I was like so scared and I didn't go back to it for like many months. And then I had the courage to try again and mm-hmm. met a different teacher and then started doing improv comedy. And then So it was moonlighting as this like consultant. It was a consultant moonlighting as a aspiring actress. Mm -hmm. And then one day I told my parents, I'm like, I really like this. And I I started doing small projects on stage and student films and I would send them clips. I'm like, wow, you're really good at it. And they never said don't do it. They just didn't understand it. And then I started um, booking work as a, a print, like commercial and print actress as well. You know, like selling products, like here's a print ad. And I was like, <laughs> I was like earning herbal yeah. <laughs> Okay, you know, I'm like, and there was income in that. Mm-hmm. So I started saving and they started seeing those ads. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. So slowly, what, like what, I guess my strategy, and it wasn't a strategy at the time was I was training. Mm. I was trying to become better at my goal. My goal is to be a really good actress. So I was taking classes. Then I was um, creating pieces of work. Like I'd put on a stage show or I got on the small commercial and then I would just send them these little things I was doing. Mm -hmm. I was still earning an income. I still had a very serious job Yeah, doing both at the same time too. And when I hit an inflection point where, um, I had saved up some money. And also I was personally, um, going crazy because I was struggling with these two identities. Mm. Um, and so it, it actually took a toll on my health. My mm-hmm. mental health, my physical health too, and uh, I had to make a decision which way to go. And I chose: I'm going to leave my job. It's just so stressful. It is tearing me to pieces right now. I'm going to focus on what something on something that really fuels me. And I had that foundational support, all uh, that income support through this other work I was doing anyway. And so I called them and I said, "I'm going to leave my job. I'm going to pursue this full time." And they it was just like silence on the other end. Wow. And they were like, "Okay." And the first question they asked was, so what are you going to do about health insurance? No, no. <laughs> like in mind. That is so funny. Oh my god! Like, and then, the, and they're like, what about your school loans? I'm like, don't worry. I promise I'm going to, I'm going to succeed. I'm going to work really hard and I'm going to pay back all my student loans by myself. I promise you that. Wow. Um, and then, and, and then I was like, I will I'll figure out the health insurance and then of course the three months where I did not have health insurance I got this weird tooth infection it cost me like a thousand dollars like a thousand dollars I didn't really have like to like get it fixed out of pocket so my parents were totally right yeah
0: (laughs) that is oh oh my god that is it's like of course they go to like the most practical (laughs) like is this going to be covered (laughs) And they were so right. Yeah, they were totally right.
1: And I think when parents are trying to uh, have a really tight grip on a kid in terms of what they do in life, like, why are you trying to pursue this? Like, Mm -hmm. it's so risky. How are you going to make money? It's because they care. It's because um, they want you to survive and they want you to have income and they want you to be happy. I mean, I get it now, too, being a a parent of two young kids, one Mm -hmm. who is almost four, and like, just, she has, she's stubborn. She knows what she wants. And I want to encourage that. I want her to play, but like, if she's going to run into the middle of the street, like I have to stop her.
0: Yeah. There's a
1: big unknown. There's a risk. She's going to get hit. I mean, maybe she'll be okay, but like, I need to, I need to do something, whatever's in my power to make sure that she's okay. And I think that, that like parental instinct of wanting to make sure your kids are safe and taken care of, I think, that's one thing that comes out. There's that side of it, and then there's this like I don't know if you feel like this, but I don't know. Like aunties and uncles, everyone talks, and there's this, <laughs> uh, there's this uh, pressure to be seen in a certain way. Like my daughter was uh, a doctor and engineer. Mm-hmm. You're just always worried what Auntie Parveen is going to think. Yeah, like your kid didn't get the degree or didn't get the uh, you know the high profile job. They're like an artist or they're in between work. You're always. Yeah. worried. That's what I find, though. It's like you're wondering what other people are going to think, but hopefully, that's going to shift, and we're not going to. Our generation, when we have kids who are teenagers, we're not going to like care so much about that. Yeah, leading on the opinions of our distant relatives in India anymore. We're going to (laughs) do what do what we need to do to have like a healthy family
0: environment. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, I interviewed a few years ago Vijay Iyer, who's a well-known jazz musician. And he was kind of talking about how his parents emigrated to this country and a lot of the ways that many of our parents did with technical jobs or whatever. And he was just like, you know, we need to flip the narrative here. Like, like you're saying that parents are just looking out for their children. They're just doing what they know. They're just like trying to do what's best for their kids based on what they know. And if what they know is that like Dr. lawyer, engineer is like a good professional path, that's what they know. And mm-hmm. then it and then it becomes kind of our job, I think, as people like growing up in two worlds, as our Indian selves and as Americans to oh. you know, it's it's definitely been part of my job to like shepherd my parents to be like I'm gonna do this like create be a part of this creative industry and it's okay like look see <laughs> like yeah. I'm able to support myself I'm able to do all these things and um you know it's kind of a burden but it's also like kind of a cool thing to be able to do that shift gears mm-hmm. yeah definitely. um so I know you don't have a lot of time but I have just one more question about mm-hmm. this holiday movie um mm-hmm. what myths about South Asians, if any, um, were you and Serena trying to dispel with this movie or maybe any of your other projects? Mm -hmm.
1: I think we were very mindful of not perpetuating any trope that we've seen on TV, Mm -hmm. meaning we didn't want to follow any sort of storyline about arranged marriages or kids becoming doctors or parents pressure on their kids or anything like that. Um, essentially like my life like engineering like being pressured to be an engineer or anything like that we've seen that on tv already Mm -hmm. we've seen america try to um narrate these stories like put a token indian character in a white tv show and make them the one that's struggling with this idea their parents want to put them in an arranged marriage Mm. or like making them become a doctor we purposely did not want to do that we wanted to make characters that we haven't seen before in tv again serena and i are like this weird in-between Indian-American, not fully here and not fully there, but we find solace in each other. You have Sheila, played by Poonam Patel, who's so hilarious. She is so funny. (laughs) We've never seen a Sheila before. Someone who is just, I don't know, how would you even describe her character? I'm curious.
0: Oh my gosh, she is just like, she's like that rich lady who like kind of flaunts all of her stuff, but she's also like very relatable and she's just kind of, she's like, relatable and she's like above it all at the same time and <laughs> she, her character was truly like I was laughing out loud so many times <laughs> at awesome. her scenes she was fantastic
1: awesome so yeah you've never seen a Sheila like that that's no by a South Asian woman she's so over the
0: top it's like exaggerated who she is in the movie which is great yeah. I love it
1: yeah we wanted to take risks and be zany a little absurd sometimes and uh we just Again, we wanted to be uniquely uniquely us. Yes.
0: Well you totally accomplished that. It's such a like I was like proud watching the movie as like <laughs> 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 Yeah. It's like every time I see more representation for like my story and experience on TV because I've gone through most of my life, you know, as a young person and an adult not seeing that, it's really like inspiring to see that now. So Everyone should go out and see Hot Mess Holiday or, or watch it on your screen tomorrow <laughs> night is yeah. the premiere on Comedy Central. Uh, um, Melanie, what are some of the like places people can follow you or the movie to find out more?
1: Absolutely. For, for the movie on Instagram, I would follow at Serena and Mel. Kay. And then Serena and I have our own personal Instagrams as well at Melanie Chandra, at Serena Jindal. I think Serena Mel has a Facebook page as well and TikTok we we haven't set up but we have not posted one thing it's just been a really great <laughs> It's a whole like, world. We don't really have we don't really have a big team of people doing all of this so um, you know this is the, all the marketing on this movie has been really grassroots yeah. to be honest so there's just it's hard to keep up with everything but I think Instagram is Instagram and Facebook is a great way to keep up to speed with what's happening on the movie, movie, but even right now we're putting out a cheat sheet of how to watch the movie because it turns out a lot of people don't have cable Yes, that want to see the movie, so, so yeah, ways to work around that and other release dates and all of that. Oh, okay. The big day is tomorrow, Saturday, we want to come out with a splash, we want people talking about it, we want Hollywood to really take notice of the power of our community to engage and rally and support content like this, so it's really important we really mobilize tomorrow
0: night all right listeners you heard it so support the movie follow Serena and Mel on Instagram and thank you so much for making the time to talk with me today Melanie I really appreciate it It all right well good luck with the movie it's so fantastic and congratulations
1: thank you so much
0: okay bye. bye